We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. So I told you guys from the last video, there was the player's edition of what is going wrong with the Indianapolis Colts. Well, this one is the coaching in the front office edition. So I know there's probably a lot more to dissect from this specific group right here than what we uh, had seen from the player's perspective. and. Believe me, there's a lot to dissect here. Listen, I'm just going to sit it right off the top. I'm not calling for anyone's job in this video, but I'm thinking at some point, if things don't improve from what we're seeing right now, that things are probably going to change very soon. It's no question that you're starting the season the same way that you have every single year that the... Indianapolis Colts have over the last several years, right? And the common denominators, you're having the same issues that you had every other year. Your red zone offense is terrible. You're starting off the season slow as can be, and you're looking like your team's not ready to play. What does that come down to? The coaching and the front office. Let's start a dive into this, okay? So from a perspective of the players, and I'm going to try to get into the front office and the coaching here, guys, because there's a lot to dissect here. Reich has already stated that, you know, he's the primary play caller and he doesn't want to give up that control, right? I think that we have seen time and time again that, you know, Frank Reich's play calling, I think, is overrated. I think it's overrated as can be. Right now, this team has a glaring weakness in the offensive line, and yet his play calling abilities have not adapted to make it to where it's easier for Matt Ryan in this offense to start making plays. I know it's difficult when you have an offensive line that can't protect you very well, but normally you would tell yourself, hey, my offensive line's not blocking very well. I probably need to get rid of the ball a little sooner. Get it out of my quarterback's hands quicker to my most effective weapons out of the backfield or on a quick, quick route, and it makes it easier, right? 
Well, so far, that has not been the case. We have not seen Frank Reich do that and his ability to give up on the play calling assignments. And it's hurting this team, especially early in games. You have questions about how players are being used, right? I've had the argument with the Paris Campbell thing the whole time, right? Paris Campbell, who has only had about 12 or 13 targets this year through the first four games of the year. This was a guy that in training camp was getting used more than anyone else besides Michael Pittman by Matt Ryan, and it looked like that relationship was there. And it just doesn't seem like they ever want to use him or get him involved in the offense. And then Hines, you know, we talked about yesterday. Listen, yesterday for the Titans game specifically, I actually kind of liked the Indianapolis Colts game plan. Their game plan was to attack the middle of the field from the passing perspective, get it to the tight ends in the middle of the field. And it was working. Kylan Granson had a career day. Molly Cox had a had a career day. Jelani Woods had a de- had only one reception, but it was for 33 yards. It was a huge play. You know, that kind of stuff. I felt good about the Colts game plan yesterday. I just felt that the execution wasn't there. I know people were talking about Hines not getting involved. Listen, coaches say things all the time nowadays, guys, to get people off their backs. They were talk- he talked about getting Hines involved in this offense, right? And outside of the first week of the season, Hines has not been utilized very much. I mean, he. Re- I think he's only he's only touched the ball like I think he's only touched the ball twenty two times in in the first four games. I think that's it. And you know, it, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of creativity to get players like Paris Campbell, Hines, and a few other guys involved that are gadget players that can open things up for you. And where does that lead down to? Coaching. It's the failure to adapt to the weaknesses of this team or failure to adapt to what could be a strength of this team. And Frank Reich has had the inability of doing either of those. I already talked about the red zone. This offensive line has been atrocious. And I wonder how much of that is to blame for the offensive line coach that we have currently. Uh, I'm sure it probably isn't helping. I blame more of that on either Reich's responsibility or the player's responsibility for it because of their inability to adapt to whatever is going on and just lack of executing. And then when we're talking about the Gus Bradley situation, obviously his defense has, you know, faced a lot of injuries, but right now it's really not working very well. Players are not performing well. They're not turning the ball over. They're not getting pressure. Yeah, they're not forcing turnovers. They're not being aggressive enough. And you have coaches that are keeping guys out of the game altogether. I mean, I have to look at I have to look at Nate Atkins' uh tweet here because he said something that was very interesting. Okay, so 
he showed the stats for uh, players who are on the field 100% of the time, okay? Listen, Rodney Thomas and Rodney McLeod were on the field 100% of the time yesterday. They were on every defensive snap. There were five players on the defense that were on every every single snap. It was Gilmore, Moore, Franklin, McLeod, and Thomas. I'm going to tell you right now, listen, I know that Nick Cross has not been good. I understand that. He's got a long way to go. It's very apparent. It's very apparent he still has a long way to go before he can play. But isn't that the point to get him better is by playing him? We had the same argument just a few weeks ago when we are talking about Isaiah Rogers. This was the first week that Isaiah Rogers outsnapped Brandon Faison by double. This was the first week he outsnapped Brandon Faison. We said that was supposed to be a thing. But, like, that's that's what we're talking about, right? Like, that is something that this Colts defense specifically, especially on their defensive staff, have been terrible about who they've been placing, where, when, and how. They obviously had an issue bringing Isaiah Rogers in for the first two weeks of the season. Don't understand why. And I understand Nick Cross is not completely there yet. But Nick Cross is not going to get better as a player if he's not going to be on the field at all. I understand that having Rodney McLeod and Rodney Thomas in the game gives you your best chance to win. You obviously want to try to keep the best guys out on the field at all times. But unless you are, if either you're the quarterback or you're the offensive line, there is not one player in this entire team that should be starting 100% of the time, unless it also is Stephon Gilmore, because Stephon Gilmore is your number one quarter. You got to keep him out there. You got to. But Franklin being out there 100% of the time, like, why is Franklin out there 100% of the time when Shaquille Leonard was still out there? So that means when Shaquille Leonard was out there during that game, was out there during that game, you still had Zaire Franklin, Shaquille Leonard, and Bobby Okereke out there 100% of the time, and Zaire was still out there every single play that Shaquille was. Where's EJ Speed? Where's some of these other guys? Where's the two linebacker sets? Why aren't we bringing extra corners? Like I'm saying, this idea that this Colts, this Colts coaching staff, half the time I just don't understand what is going on. It just seems haphazard to have Rodney Thomas or Rodney McLeod in the game 100% of the time when you could be putting Nick Cross in there for about 10%. 10% of the game. Get that man about five or six snaps. Get that man some reps. Players never get better unless they play. You drafted this guy, typing him up, saying he's an amazing athlete and he's going to do some great things for this team at some point. Well, you can't expect him to get to that point if you don't play him. 
I get you started him and then it didn't look good and then the communication wasn't good and then you said, okay, Rodney McLeod's going to be the starter. Rodney McLeod has to be out there for the majority of the time. I get that. But he went from being the starter to splitting snaps with Rodney McLeod, then having one snap last week to no snaps this week. Gus Bradley and his his idea of how to place certain players on the field and this defensive coaching staff in general, it blows my mind. It blows my mind every week. We have to question why certain players are playing at the level at the rates that they are. It blows my mind. And it's the same thing with the offense, right? We were having issues with, you know, Paris Campbell taking a bunch of snaps. Even though I said, you're gonna, if you're not going to throw the football to him or give him the football, then why even put him out there to begin with? You're continuing to see this happen more and more. It's the same things all the time. Play calling, it can be really bad at times. This team cannot score in the red zone. You have questions about who's playing when. You have questions about how guys are being used. You have questions about people on the defense on being there and guys not even playing at all. You have this team going off to slow starts every single year. Yeah, you literally have that same issue all the freaking time, man. All the time. And I lost my train of thought on who I was going to call out next. But then, we guys, do you think that Kansas City Chiefs fans always have to beg about, you know, going one and three, one and four to start the season or two and three or to start the season? Do Bills fans have to do it? Do the Rams have to do it? People keep saying it like as if it's, oh, there's still a long season. Why do we always have to accept that this team continues to start slow every year? Even in the second season when Frank Wright came in and Andrew Luck finally came back, they still started the season one and five. And then had to win nine of their last 10 just to make the playoffs. I don't want to have to keep going through this. I don't want every season to have to keep coming in and saying, yeah, we're just going to start one and three or two and three or something like that. I don't want to be like that. That is mid-tier gameplay. That is mid-tier coaching. That is mid-tier expectations. I'm sick and tired of being mid-tier. I don't want this team to be mid-tier. I want this team to be elite. I want this team to show something at the beginning of the season. You could argue right now we should be 0-4. We should be 0-4 the way that we've been playing. We got lucky against the Kansas City Chiefs. Them playing badly and then our defense saving us and special teams saving us. And, I mean... Obviously, the kicking the way that it was, if it was any more competent of a team, we would have lost. I know people keep saying it all the time that this team always starts slow. Give it a chance. I don't want to keep starting slow. I want to see this team win multiple games to start the year. I want to get out of week five 
with a winning record. At one point, three out of the last five seasons, the Indianapolis Colts with Frank Reich started week five with a negative record. That's not good enough, especially with what we have seen throughout these last five years. You haven't won the division. You've won one playoff game. And that was with the guy that you said was your franchise quarterback. This team's not done enough for me to keep wanting to sit here and saying that we should be okay with the start that we're at. We should not be okay with it. We should not be. And I appreciate some of the people who have tried to stay positive about this team. I understand that why some of them are trying to. But I'm sick and tired of the mediocrity, man. And then when we're going into this, you have players calling you out. Julian Blackman, after the Jacksonville game, was saying that coaches need to listen to us about what's going on on the field and what needs to be done. Does that sound like somebody that's bought into what you're playing, right? You're coaching right now? No, it doesn't. We had them literally, we were talking about Isaiah Rogers not playing and Julian Blackman stating the fact that they're not listening to us. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportbooks to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide. You get live play-by-play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. Player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about Odds Trader is you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Like, like, does that not make any more sense? And then when you look at what Heinz just said yesterday, not as an excuse, but it is clearly an excuse. But every year we have a new quarterback. So each year we have growing pains while we sit here and watch Tennessee, which has had 10 Hill, what, my whole career? Each year we're restarting and we have to turn the page. And that goes into the Ballard argument that I'm about to make. But that's the point is we're talking about this team keeps having to restart all the time because they have a new quarterback who, by the way, the head coach has had plenty of input on how it's gone down. Instead of going and getting a quarterback in 2020 when you were the 13th pick, when you could have went and got somebody like a Justin Herber or a Tua Tagovailoa, you could have went out there and made a big splash play to go and get you something. You traded for DeForest Buckner and went with a 38-year-old quarterback. Now, granted, it turned out to be okay. They went to the playoffs. They barely lost to the Buffalo Bills. We felt relatively decent about that. But then guess what? He's gone. He's gone. 
Your head coach, who has coached that quarterback before, probably had a bit of intake on that. And then when you talk about the 2020 season, you asked about Carson Wentz. I'm sure Frank Reich had a input in that saying, and the Colts gave up right away. Because, I mean, Frank Reich did not make Carson Wentz look amazing. He made him look average, sometimes above average. But at sometimes he looked like the worst quarterback in the league. And then obviously now you're trying to go with Matt Ryan and we're clearly seeing a disconnect between everything right now. It's just not making sense. It's not working. It's not working. It's the same result. It's a different year, the same result. This team looking like trash. This team not executing and big situations. This team coming into almost the middle of the season with a chance to be one, three, and one. And we're just supposed to be okay with it when it's happened every year. And then people ask me, like, oh, well, Derek, who, what, what, why or is it going to make us better if we get rid of Reich right now? It can't make us any worse. Even if we did end up being worse, so what? At the end of the day, if you don't make the playoffs and you don't win games and you don't move on, then there's no point in keeping Reich. And from the looks of it, with the way this offensive line is playing and this offense in general, it doesn't look like we're going to even get a chance to do that. We're already in the bottom 10 of teams in the league right now. It's happened every single time. I'm sick and tired of starting with mediocrity every year. And when it comes to the Ballard regime, listen, I understand that he has drafted very well. I totally get that, at least from most perspectives. He has brought us a couple of really great players. And that's another thing that's very upsetting with this team is that the fact that these players, you have at least four or five all-pro players on this team. And this is the result that you give them. Like, obviously, that's on the players for not taking accountability and not executing, but it's also on the fact that it's showing you have talent, but yet somehow you're still getting blown out in the first half of every game. Why does that continue to happen? And Ballard, in the key situations, the strategy has not been enough. We are in QB purgatory right now. We are in QB purgatory right now where we keep trading off these old, almost expiring quarterbacks and and it needs a change right now. You have players not executing. You have players calling you out on coaching decisions and are saying it's impossible to learn with a new quarterback every year. There needs to be consistency from the coaching perspective and from the front office perspective. It's time to start making harder decisions. Things need to change. The current model that Ballard and Frank Reich are trying to work on, it's not working. It hasn't been working. You can keep saying this team keeps bringing talent in, which they definitely are. But what is it getting you? You are still starting the season slow. You keep bringing in this new talent, but you continue to play 
ineffectively and you keep losing. That is on coaching when you upgrade the roster in certain aspects, but then you continue to have the same result. And then in certain aspects, the the roster has not improved. Ballard is responsible for this offensive line just as much as anyone. Overpaying for some of these players, not bringing in the depth that he should have kept, right? You let go of Chris Reed and Mark Lewinsky, who were very effective linemen for you. Neither one of them ended up actually really asking for a ton of money. You could have kept at least one of them and could have had solid depth that way. And still at the left tackle position, I know it is difficult to go and get a franchise left tackle right off the bat, but you went and got Bernard Ryman. But right now, we're not seeing Ryman playing much. But yet we all are sitting here saying Ryman could be the solution. The inability in free agency for Ballard to go and try to connect on big play situations. We've all heard the model. We've all heard the model. We're going to pay our own. We're going to build through the draft. We're going to make sure the right guy is for us. At the end of the day, that's old school. And right now, it's just not working for this team. This team has had several old quarterbacks that obviously is not going to take this team to the promised land. Your best offensive player is a running back, and right now he's not, he has not impacted the game at all weeks two, three, and four. And you're paying these defensive linemen as well. You're bringing in these defensive linemen, DeForest Buckner, who was an all pro when he got here, and Yannick Ngakwe, who's one of the best guys in the NFL right now, getting pressure on the quarterback. You drafted Quiddy Pay. You drafted Dio Dangbo. You drafted Grover Stewart, who, by the way, is actually doing a decent job at stopping the run. But, like, we're not getting any consistency at stopping the pass, which you told us was your main objective. It's not working. So, Ballard is having issues with some of these. And then, of course, when it comes to the quarterback, which I'm going to make another video about here shortly. The motto has to change. The motto has to change. We cannot stop being afraid to take risk. There was a tweet from Zach Hicks earlier. So shout out to Zach Hicks, co-host of the Locked On Colts podcast and lead analyst over at the Horseshoe Huddle and all these other things. Very talented, very understanding of the game. He tweeted out earlier yesterday saying Ballard desperately wanted Fields. He was 100% sold on him. He just didn't want the rookie QB risk. That can't be a thing anymore. That can't be a thing anymore. You cannot be afraid of a QB risk when it comes to a rookie. You need to be aggressive at getting your guy. The Rams have been doing it for years. And the Rams won a Super Bowl because of it. They bought their team. You think they drafted that team? Ha! They might have drafted their best player. But they didn't draft Ramsey. They didn't draft Stafford. 
You have to build this team from free agency and the draft. You need to take risks. The risks he's taking is not enough. The motto needs to change. I don't care if this quarterback doesn't start for 2023. I don't care if you want to have him sit behind Matt Ryan for another year while you try to fix the offensive line and try to get some more weapons around him. Fine. Go right ahead. But the motto needs to change now. Aggressive at high value positions in free agency. And if you know there's a guy in the draft that is going to change your team's dynamic, you go do it. I don't care about liking them picks anymore. It's not doing enough for this team. We've bought into this. At the end of the day, if a new coach can come in and do better with the players that Ballard has put into place, then that's what needs to be done. If Ballard is building this team the way that he wants and is actually building it well, then bring in a new coach that can work with these players better. And before any of you tell me that there isn't a guy out there that does a better job than Frank Reich, there's plenty of them that are available that we can give a shot to. If it doesn't work out, so what? So what? You tried. It's not working out right now. Go find someone else. If they don't work out, you try the next one. You just got to keep trying. But it's not okay to stay average and just say, it's, at least we're not worse. That's not the attitude here. You need to find the next great ones. Whether that be at quarterback, at GM, at coach, whatever the situation is. If Frank and Ballard are the key to this future, then things need to change. And if they're not, then changes need to be made at some point. And things need to get better. Because right now, this team is not fun watching. This team is not fun to watch. I had more fun watching previous games because at least those were competitive. We lost in competitive games, and we just knew that we were just a few plays away from changing the outcome of a game. This team is not like that. Changes need to be made at some point. Whether that's a coaching and front office change, or if it's Ursay telling Reich and Ballard that their way of doing things is done and that they need to adopt a new way of doing things. I don't know what it is. But it's obvious this team is not built for what we want right now. They're a long ways from it. They got a lot of issues. And things need to get done. We're going to have some more videos coming up on some other things that need to be done as well. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let me know your thoughts. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.